0: The Let's Grow Pulling podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM is brought to you by the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. You can find them on the web at outlawpulling.com, as well as Facebook as Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Uh, Travis, Travis,
1: Travis. How are you doing? That was pretty easy, Jason.
0: Well, you know, I figured, you know, we're both from Ringo, Iowa and, uh. (laughs) I was born there and you're the mayor. So I figured I I would keep it as simple as I could. So,
1: yeah, we need that. We need that.
0: Been trying to do more of these audio podcasts because a lot of people are spending time in their cars or, uh, you know, out there in the open and and had a lot of good feedback on stuff. And I like to get, I've had a lot of requests uh, to get you on so people could hear about your story because your tractor is very popular in the the diesel superstock world. And uh, you're a good friend of mine too. So it makes it easy for me.
1: I, I thought, well, you must be at the bottom of the barrel if you pick me to talk to.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're not at the bottom of the barrel yet. When we get to like Denny Healy and people like that, then we're at the bottom.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep.
0: Fair enough. So I know who you are, but tell everybody who you are, where you live, and I wanna know kind of what you do for a living. Tell everybody what you do in Marion be- Or in Maringo before we get into all the tractor pulling stuff.
1: So Travis Schloboff from Marengo, Iowa. I was uh lived here all my life. And I uh, grew up here in Marengo, I graduated from Iowa Valley High School, went out to actually Sheldon, Iowa, uh, Northwest Iowa Technical College for plumbing and heating trade school back in uh, 1991 when I graduated. So um, that was kind of a one year trip out there. We went to school eight to three. It's so much different. The college kids that go now, you know, they go one class now, one class then, you know. And I always chuckle because we went eight to three every day. It was just like high school for another 12 months. We went 12 months straight and uh, got it done. So come back to Marengo, Iowa. work for my uh, stepdad owned a plumbing and heating company and worked for him. Uh, I don't know. I've, that's the only place I've ever worked uh, 10, 12 years ago. I bought the company and um, you know, now, now I own a plumbing and heating company. I expanded. I own an appliance company uh for, for and that operates out of victor and Grinnell and then uh have a bunch of rental properties uh residential and commercial properties around victor and Marengo area so keeps me plenty busy um keeps everything going but uh that's kind of how that that's how it allowed me to i got great employees um that run my businesses and take care of everything for me so it gives me the opportunity to go out and go tractor pulling and and when we can so
0: Exactly. So how does a guy from Ringo, Iowa that has a plumbing business get, get hooked in, get hooked into tractor pulling and now you're pulling at the highest level of pulling in the world? How did it all start?
1: Yeah, I mean, years ago, years and years ago, I'd hate to guess how many years, um, probably close to 15, maybe 20 years ago, Um, got hooked up or, you know, through relationships, farming community. And uh, Danny Healy was always a good friend of mine. We always used to, you know, screw around, do demo derby cars together and stuff like that. Uh Denny was big into snowmobiles. He used to build a lot of snowmobile motors and ride a lot of snowmobiles. I never got into the snowmobiles. Uh had kids at home that I needed to buy food and baby food and diapers for. So uh that was one one bad habit that I stayed out of was the snowmobiles. And uh but then Danny kind of got out of the snowmobiles. That's when he started building his uh ambush super farm tractor. And, uh, so I just started helping him on the, you know, weekends and at nights, uh, building it in his garage. And, uh, you know, we were good friends before and, and that just made us best friends, you know? And, uh, then he, he got it. Denny got his start from Kevin Hustlebus. Uh, he was from Western Iowa, Dow city area, and he just moved back to, uh, or he had moved back, lived in a man. I a chemical rep for the ag industry and. So he brought his pulling tractor back called Mr. Bone. And uh, that's when where Denny kind of got his start, and then that's where I kind of started. We did a lot of help, went with them guys a lot to the outlaw pulling circuit and run a lot of the super farm classes. So uh, then Denny or er, Kevin got to the point. Uh, Denny got his tractor up going. Kevin got his. And I'll tell you what, I was kind of crew guy for both of them. And, uh, heck, one summer we had Paul Vandenord's never enough. We had three super farm tractors. And I'll tell you what, to get three of them across the track, across the scale, down the track, back them in, pull them off. I was wore out at night. You know I mean? That was a lot of work, but uh so in Kevin's girls got to uh the age, you know, they wanted to go boating and different things like that. So that's when I bought mm-hmm. Mr. Bone from Kevin. And, okay. So
0: you did, you did own that tractor at one time.
1: Yep. Okay. I did. Yep. I owned uh, Mr. Bone and actually, it was called Mister Bone Reloaded. The original Mister Bone went down to Missouri. Uh, Kevin okay. built a brand new tractor and he called it Mister Bone Reloaded. I bought that tractor from Kevin um, and kept that until I built my new one. I had that for two years in the Super Farm class and uh, just I I'll be straight up. I got I, I got frustrated with the the, uh, injection pump, we were were constantly, everybody's arguing about the rules for the injection pump and the rules for the turbo and this, that, and whatever. And, and uh, I always remember, I'm like, I'm tired of it, you know, and it was always kind of a running deal with Kevin and Denny and I will shoot Barrymore was always around and all them guys were always around, you know, and said, man, if we could do anything, we'd build a diesel super. And I'm like, well, I'm going to build a diesel super. And of course, they look am <laughs> crazy. and actually, all in all, I kind of looked at it and thought well i'm gonna I'm gonna make a step up. I'm gonna get out of the super farm class. Where do I want to go? I didn't want to go to the four one class. It was just starting to come out. I thought, I'm gonna go pro stock and uh, literally had done the research, was gonna do a pro stock, and finally, you know, okay, we're gonna looking at chassis, and of course, talk to Tim Engler, and it didn't matter whether we did a pro stock or a diesel super. Very similar chassis. And Correct. kind of worked through there and thought, you know, I'm gonna take a challenge. We're gonna make a red IH run good in the pro stock class. And I looked around, you know, and that was before I knew that much about the grand national side of things. But um we I if I was gonna run NTPA, there was I think that Bill Miller had the one pole in Dubuque was the only pole in Iowa. Yep. And uh I mean it's in that was a grand national, and then there was no regional pro stocks. So I'm like, "Well guys, this doesn't make no sense." I I I mean, I don't want to drive clear to Ohio for a region deal. It kind of was like I said, wasn't familiar with the pro stock stuff enough on the Grand National or any of the Grand National sites, so I thought, "Well, we got region 5 diesel supers. Why not do that?" You know, so uh that's where we got started. I just decided up. Oh, what year So what years did you have uh bone reloaded? Um, okay, so this year, this was my 8th year, so this is 2012 would have been my first year of my diesel super. So I'd say 2010, 2011, when I had the, the, uh, Mr. Bone reloaded.
0: And did you run mostly outlaws and some region and ECI um, or what'd you we, do when you
1: were super farming? We run a lot of region NTP, a little okay. bit, very, a couple outlaws. And then, um, I think we got a second place up there in NTPA at Toma, Wisconsin that second okay. year. So, you know, we did good, uh, Brian Miller and I kind of run it together. I would run it in the super farm class of ECI and he would run it in the open class. And I think that second year we, we won both points battles. Um, just for something to do, you know, had a good time, good runs, um, you know, loved running the ECI club. It was close and easy, but I just, I, I don't know. For some reason I thought I needed a more of a challenge. I always do. No,
0: that's fine. I hear, I hear that a lot. Honestly, when I talk to people yeah. at your level, Um, I asked Colin Ross why he's so crazy and he says, Jason, I just don't want anybody to tell me what I can or can't do. Yeah. You know, and it's as simple as that. And that's just, that's wired in, in a person. It's your, it's your entrepreneurial spirit. You own four or five businesses and everything you do, you want to be the man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. What the hell?
1: No. And I enjoy it and I love it. You know, and when I built the diesel super, uh, everybody said to me, well, the only way you can compete, you've got to go to Esden lane and and get his four charger set up, you know? And, um, I was like I don't I don't wanna to go to the guy that I'm competing against. I, I don't you know if I'm if I'm going to Esden, I mean I'm I truly believe I know Esden very well. He's a great guy and I think he would have shot me a great setup motor, but I don't know, I guess I just didn't want to follow footsteps to follow in. I wanted to go out and kind of be on my own a little bit and uh and I kinda of did, I kinda of didn't. I we went to Hypermax one day. We actually were on the way to Gordyville, Illinois. With uh, David Henderson okay and he, was, he was a year ahead of me building the, the new straight horse, yep, and uh, got the opportunity actually, uh, me and David and Kevin Hustlebus jumped in the car. we were going to Gordyville, I think just to watch and so we stopped out at Hypermax and got a and visited with Jeff and talked a little bit about the details and and all that and that's when you know i I, I just i didn't even know. I didn't even know really how the whole turbo setup worked. I didn't know why some guys run four, why some guys run three. Uh, So flat out right there in Hypermax uh, shop, uh, Jeff was showing me everything he could set me up with. And of course they have everything. And I said, well, why not run four turbochargers instead of three? And his answer was, I can blow your motor up with three. I don't need four to. (laughs) Oh crap! But uh, that's where we got we got onto that three charger setup, you know. And of course, I mean it's no secret. Everybody knows that I'm top to bottom hypermax from uh, from everything, top pretty much top to bottom, you know. So um, they've been great to me. I feel I've been great to them, and uh, we've we've had a good run and made some leaps and advances.
0: I would agree, hundred percent. Hey, where did, where did the super farm end up then before we before we closed that door?
1: So After- that super farm uh, went to Brian Miller. He had okay. that for a couple of years here out of Marengo. He ran the ECI program a little bit and then kind of the same deal. His daughter got to the age of, hey, Dad, I, I don't have no interest in going to tractor pulls anymore. Let's go boating or go do this or that. And uh, so he sold that. Um, you're going to have to help me with the name, Jason, to... Uh, <clears throat> The gentleman that has the John Deere block that split it up there in Ellsworth. Um
0: oh,
1: uh, I think Hampton Hooker. Bought, yep, and he just bought yeah, Jack, got, he bought Jack Kilmers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, he's got Jack Kilmer's. Hampton Hooker, what's God, what's her name?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: Braun. Braun, yep. Braun Turf Motorsports. Yep. So he bought that. Well now that he has just sold that, it's how the world turns. Robbie Carruthers out of uh, Oh, uh, over by Kyle Beaton, Bender, uh, Robbie Carruthers out of Albernet has bought the old tractor back. Okay. Seen it for sale on the pull off or whatever page. And yep. so he took, went and bought the old original Mr. Bone reloaded back from Braun. And, uh, now it is sitting back in, uh, he's getting some work. Denny Healy's got it down there and, uh, doing some motor work and kind of tuning it up for him. So that tractor's kind of made the full circle.
0: Awesome. That's cool to see that come back like that.
1: Yep. 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 So
0: that's neat. Now do you keep the tr do you keep the bone twister all the time at denny's shop or do you have a shop at home that you keep it
1: in or no? So the the shop that we have down there, um, you know, where we actually we call it the pulling shop is uh yep. forty by ninety building you store corn in it a year fifty years ago, thirty five, forty years ago, and then uh kind of an interesting deal. Years ago, back when I was sixth grade, um, I used to work for my grandpa and um they would I would Donnie my stepdad worked for the local plumber he hadn't started his own business yet here and he would give me a ride down to uh the railroad tracks and then I would have to walk across the railroad tracks and I'd work with for my grandpa you know I was the kid that I swept the floor and picked up the shop rags and acted like I was really important but grandma always took care and made sure I got a little paycheck every week so that really- <laughs> and then grandpa he'd he'd always we'd either you know slip uptown get a bottle of pop or you know Once in a while we had to go for parts, you know, you could always run by Dairy Queen, get you a free ice cream blizzard or something like that. So that was the highlight of my sixth grade years, you know, but we worked, we, that was his shop down there at the ready mix. He had a concrete ready mix plant business out of there. And uh, so then that got sold, went on. And then the opportunity came as I was building Mr. uh, My bone twister uh, that shop became available. And um, I think um, so, me and brian miller actually bought the shop together and then denny we you know started we both had pulling tractors and that all worked out great whatever and then denny was doing a bunch of work and it just so what denny actually he he rents that building for brian and i and so yeah that bone twister stays there year round
0: okay cool 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 no i've stopped in a couple times and it's kind of fun i was in there and Oh, your tractor was in there and Paul Vandevord's. I think he was going 4-1 at the time. This is probably three or four years yep. ago. I think when dad first got his 4-1. Yep. So I think that's when we all, I, I popped in there. So yep. all cool. No.
1: Nope. Okay. So we went to
0: Hypermax on our way to Gordyville, and that's what made it come. So what's your first, was 20, 30, 2012 your first year out?
1: Yeah, I would say 2012 or 2013 is right when I come out the first year. And then we run two years of regional, region five here, um, did really good, made the end. We won the points, you know, the region five points there the second year and um, went, was headed to the Enderley and thought, you know, this is great. We run up to Spencer, Iowa on a Thursday night, um, pulled up there, run into old Esden Lane. I will never forget this old Esden, He went out there and laid on a monster pass, you know, and I thought, boy, I got this. I'm going to show him, you know, just how it's done. Boy, did I get a rude awakening. (laughs) <laughs> Went up there and uh, hit massive RPM, spun the rod bearings, and and uh, didn't didn't make her to the Enderley. You know uh, that year we got home and and uh, figured out that the filter was full, and got actually got a hold of Adam Vasky. He was running second place. He was behind me in second place for the region, and I called Adam and said, Adam, I can't go. You know I don't know how this all works. And they got a hold of Larry Richwine, and Richwine says, Adam, you want to come out? Come on out to the Enderley and run. So. Adam they quick scrambled through the tractor and the trailer went out and won the Enderley. so good for them I know
0: I remember I remember them winning it it was yeah. so wild yeah. and they they put a
1: hell of a pass on yeah it. yeah they had a great deal and, and it was awesome you know and mm-hmm. I was glad that as soon as I knew I couldn't go I wanted the next guy to if they got the chance to go out and do it so uh yeah that was my first couple of years we didn't you know we didn't do well we did all our region stuff the second year um I was in um, New Hampton, Iowa, pulling at a Grand National hook for the Diesel Supers, and um, you know, kind of an interesting story. I went out first night, and I mean, I bounced that thing off the wheelie bars like you know. I I, I think at some point we might have flipped it clear over; it was so bad. And and I was learning, and I'm not afraid to say, I had no clue. I mean, uh, by we didn't never been around a Diesel Super besides watching them go down the track, you know. So. I was one of them that, you know, you just got to go out and try things and you live and learn. And and the next night at New Hampton on the Saturday night, we were standing over there. I was walking around the tractor and, and I'm not afraid to say it. I was completely lost and didn't know what to do and whatever. And, and Marcus Waddleson come over <clears throat> and uh, he said, uh, Trav, what are you doing tonight different than last night? I said, I, I don't really know. I said, I, I don't even, I don't really even know, can't grasp the concept of exactly what I did wrong last night besides bounced off the wheelie bars. And he said, okay. I said, do you have a suggestion for me? Yes, I do. He said, all right, we're going to change gear. We're changing tires and we're changing all the weights. Retire
0: pressure. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I, I said, perfect. I said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get on the seat. You just tell me what gear to go in, and uh, you go ahead and take care of the rest yourself. And uh, him and Jerry were there. That's kind of when I got to meet Marcus and Jerry. Knew of them before a little bit here and there. But, right. Uh, them guys, they laid her on there. And uh, I said, would you help back me in? Get Yep, get all of that. And I'm telling you what, we went out, and we laid a monster pass down. I mean, I think we must have went 350, 360 foot. And we won the class. Grand National. We just won the Grand National Diesel Superstock class in New Hampton, Iowa. And
0: that was your first Grand National that win, That was right?
1: my first Grand National win. And I, I had no clue. And uh, I will give all the credit in the world to all them Grand National pullers. Them guys had no clue who I was. Had never seen me. Well, they'd seen me maybe the year before, you know, and I got up. 10th out of 11 tractors, you know, and uh, I remember the Blaygrave brothers, uh, Steve Burge, I didn't know any of them guys, Esden Lane, uh, Mike Beck, uh, every one of them that was there walked over that night and congratulated me, and uh, that's where I gained a lot of respect for every one of them guys, I mean, I was just like, I was, I was in hog heaven by winning, and then just for them guys to come over and say congratulations, that just showed how good of a, group of pullers that that was out there with that grand national class so yeah that was that was kind of an awesome event for us
0: that's a great group of guys so that would have been 2014 or
1: 15. i think that would have been I'm, I'm guessing i should look that up sometime i think it's fourteen. I think so, just, so would that have been like the,
0: the winter heading that yep. winter where you went to, yep you swept gordyville cloverdale and Luka, Yep, right?
1: that was quite the deal you know and then we got to that point and you know i was doing good everything was good and i'm like you know and and i think i was talking to marcus later in the year and he goes trav if you are ever going to go grand national you know you're gonna have to have some parts to keep this thing together you know you're not going to be able to the same region pulling where we're pulling once a week or you know, once every two weeks. He said, You're gonna need parts and you're gonna to need to make sure Denny Healy's on the program with you. So we kicked around the shop, the idea of going Grand National, whatever. I said, Well, you know, Marcus never led me strong stray there. I better we'll just call and order a new motor. So we got, you know, new motors. So talked to Jeff and um I said, Jeff, this is what I got mine. And he said, No, I, I got we got a plan for you. No, oh, perfect. You know, his plan, first thing's a big check. And uh worked yep. that all out with him and uh so we went out probably about this time of the year um and went out to hypermax and picked up a new block, new crankshaft sleeves, pistons, cam, uh pretty much the whole thing. We reused the injection pump. Um uh, I'm pretty sure yep, that year we updated turbochargers. So we went from okay. we originally had for set of chargers. Um, we, he said, bring them out. We're going to put bigger intake wheels and change this, change this. You know, and I, everybody always asked, what size intake did you, what type of wheels did you run? I said, you know, I really never measured them because I was just running his setup. It didn't matter what size they were or what size they weren't. I just put them on and go. And, and, uh, we went out to Gordyville, Illinois that year and I had never drove inside. I had never drove with a smokestack <laughs> on, um, so I was like, God, ah, you know, I, I don't, you know, then we signed up for Cloverdale and got on in and of course we knew we were in at Louisville. And so yeah. I thought, well, goodness, I, I don't, I don't want to go to Cloverdale and look like a monkey, you know, that I don't even know how to, this has got to be so different. And of course I was just learning and whatever. So uh, went to Cloverdale in the, or Gordyville, out to Illinois and Saturday night shootout, you know, and, That class, I chuckled because I think I could have weighed 9,500 pounds or something like that. Yes, yes, because they were using East Coast rules for you, Yeah, they were. And then the pro stocks were weighing like 10-2 and and we went on through there. And uh, so, man, we got up there and I I was nervous. Legs was shaking the whole nine yards, but we laid down that monster pass. Once I took off, I mean, I knew it was good. And when we buried her clear down by the sand pile, I knew it was good. And uh, to sit there, that was the year we sat down there, kind of had the chair. I don't remember. It was kind of a memorial thing or whatever. So we sat in the chair the whole time. And finally, guys started bringing me a couple beers over. I was really thirsty. And and (laughs) he took good care of me. But we won that Gordyville deal. And I remember that was the first time I met Steve Burge. And uh, it wasn't long after the pull. And, boy, he had me cornered over and uh, feed me beers. He wanted to know what was underneath the hood of that thing. And, uh, he kept telling him, you know, that's what we told Esden Lane when we went out in New Hampton. the Healy told Esden, Esden said, I want to know what's under the hood. Esden said, or Healy telling him, he said, Well, we just got done grinding feed with that tractor there at noon. So then we pulled the motor out of the auger, the feed grinder, and uh, we stuck that in there. That's what's in there's grinder motor. So uh, I think he knew better. But, uh, <laughs> oh, then I met Steve out at gordyville and what a great guy, you know, and got to know him real good, whatever. And, and i I really didn't pick up on the thing that them guys I just thought I was lucky, you know i I never thought I was good, and I just said oh, that was lucky, you know that we had a good run, but well, that was luck and uh so but i I could tell tension you know and then when we went to Cloverdale, Indiana, and we won the first night, I thought, well, we must have something here, and uh. Yep. The second night we come out and i giggle we laugh but i'm pretty sure as did lane said i'm giving her all i got for him and uh he was closer i think we got him by three foot there on the second night of cloverdale so we were it was good that was awesome um had a good trip and, and i still really didn't i didn't i don't know if it set in or didn't recognize it i mean i knew we were good but we had a good motor we had good things going and and we were working on it um there was some new piston technology going on with Hypermax right there. So uh, that thing was getting, we weren't burning pistons up. That was back when they were coming out with coatings on pistons. And uh, we were tearing the coating off every run. So between Gordyville and Cloverdale, that thing got tore down, put new pistons in it. And and we were kind of a, um, I don't, everybody knows it or whatever. We were an on-track dyno service there for that. Um, they were yep. trying to keep that piston coating on there while I was plugging my filters up. So we were pulling it apart, cleaning it, putting new pistons in. And so now we're headed to Louisville, Kentucky. And um, the granddaddy. Oh, yeah. You know, and just to, you know, people have told me that to just stand down there uh, for the opening ceremonies, what it's, you know, it, you just look around and it, it brings you to reality of where you're at. Of course, that's when we were running Wednesday night, first class, you know, nervous as nervous could be and um alan moore with uh runs malfunction junction was with me he went down to louisville with me and he did a good job of you know calm down we got this you know backer and just do your normal thing it is what it is and i they dropped the hook and i'm pretty sure i didn't get off the line the first time and fledged it around there a little bit you know Regrouped, got myself thinking again there and, and uh Next thing you know, I took off and we were all over the track and we were fifth hook and uh fifth hook of the class and got down there. Uh, disappointed, but whatever. You know what? We're in Louisville, Kentucky. This is the best, of the best. It is what it is. They unhooked the chain. You know, I'm, I can't, I'm probably biting my lip a little bit, sucking my thumb here a little bit. I, I just, I didn't, didn't perform the way I needed to. And about halfway down, track going out they're like yep we're going to reset the sled i said they just gave us another chance <laughs> so we quick got fuel and water and you know and that was all new to us of how the whole broadband thing work how freedom hall worked, yep. where your fuel had to stay water we were scrambling i bet we looked like two monkeys with our heads cut off running around getting everything we got it got sight shields off cooled that tractor down because you know, there was probably what would it have been there maybe ten of us in that, twelve of us in there. Yeah,
0: twelve, twelve. Yeah. Usually, and they take the top six is what mm-hmm. I remember because I follow
1: your class. Well, the close. class was about half over, I and mean, we were scrambling, but we ended up we had time, and uh, we got through there, and we were last hook of the night, and come back, and we won opening night, and uh, that was a highlight. It really was. It was. Oh. It was like, I, I don't know if it still even sunk in, you know, I just, just, we won, but okay, you know what, we got lucky, and uh, I'll remember Steve Burge's comment, we were over in broadband, and he walked up to me, and at this time, we, me and Burge are very good friends now, this time, you know, he didn't know us very well, whatever, and he says, uh, I don't know what it cost to get a class reset after five tractors, but it's clearly obvious that you did. <laughs> and i said i don't even know what you're talking about did they reset the class or what they do you know and uh so we got to know them pretty good them guys were they were very good to us and uh, we ended up drinking a bunch of beer together that night and and everything and then um my wife wasn't down there she'd owned the flower shop back here in moringo and of course that's valentine's weekend the busiest day of the flower shop business so um I didn't know Brian Miller happened to be down there. Some other friends of mine, they flew her down and uh, she got there. uh, I think she got there Friday night um, because Valentine's was over on Thursday. I think that year. So she flew down in there on Friday. And uh, so she come down there and then Saturday night we went out, we won the whole show. And uh, that was, that was the highlight. Then, then I I think I was smiling ear to ear uh, just to, Go down there and be, to go down there. Tractor was still silver, wasn't painted. Um, you know, when we went in, them guys, they were all good-hearted. They put a big yellow stripe across the nose of it because that was my rookie stripe to let everybody know I was a rookie at Louisville and and all of that. And so it was a good time. But that's, then that year, that's then the next year is when I did my first Grand National, uh, signed up for Grand National. So this is 2015, yep, I think. Yep, yep. Yep, and then uh, I thought, boy, this this Grand National Poland's pretty easy. Boy, did I get a rude awakening in 2016, 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah, them guys, they they told me, yeah, this wasn't going to be so easy for travel on the on the summer circuit. We tore some stuff up. We had some bad stuff happen. We just uh, Mary Hudsonville or Hutchinson, Minnesota, just got off the line, took over, just. Looked down the right side of the track, and I had a one inch stream of green oil coming outside the motor and uh, let off yeah. of it. you know what a way to pump the points rate dead last and come to find out all it was is a blow by line that i I had left loose um out of the side of the oil pan, so it just blow by wouldn't hurt a thing, but uh you know, let out of it, got that fixed well, that's easy enough um and then uh so yeah, we've had some. Ah, it's been good. It's been fun. It's been great. We've had some bad things, you know, it's been some tough times and, and, uh, we've tore up a lot of crank rod bearings, different things. Uh, and then of course, probably the one that's made me the most famous or still keeps dragging around here was my run at Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Uh, when we blew the oil off <laughs> and um, that is, uh, that was all due to the result of one quarter inch water pressure sensor line is, uh, that's wow. what I, I left That I tucked the line underneath the frame rail and we had the motor out. And, of course, you never notice that leak until. And I do remember now as I was, took off, I noticed my feet were getting wet. And the, that's was the line was blowing back there on my feet. And, of course, it all happened so quick. And then then the detonator turned down through the piston, took the oil pan off, and presented one heck of a good picture show. So that was the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> expensive
0: yeah, show,
1: yeah. Mr. actually, Mr. that <laughs> wasn't too bad Some sleeves and pistons, uh like one one rod just because it we had blown so much aluminum down the side of that rod, we didn't feel we could get it cleaned up, but uh cranky, good and all oh, that good. that one really wasn't that bad, uh kind of disheartening, I mean it took the wind out of my sails and whatever, you know, so um and then, and I don't remember what year that was, you know, and then I think it was terrible three years ago, you know. We went into Sandwich, Illinois. We were leading the points by one. We had a one-point yep. lead and uh, had a spare motor in my trailer, a short block. No, spare long block. And um, just, I mean, we'd worked. We'd changed motors at Bowling Green that year. Um, we, we'd worked. Uh, I was tired. Wore out and got to Sandwich, Illinois and went down, took off the first First class, you know, and the, them are both in one day and lifted the cylinder head r- ripped the tore the head bolts right out of the block um on number six, two head bolts tore them loose you know there was there was no fixing and um kicked myself in the butt now I was tired I was wore out um you know when they say the grand national season is a season and they are one hundred percent right and for anybody that's ever won the grand national pools. Or a season Grand National Championship. Congratulations to them because it is a season worth of work. And I had, I had just, I had hit my limit on what I wanted to spend. My spare motor was my original motor. Um, I had it sold if I didn't use it. Um, just wore out and finally just threw the towel in and just literally threw the white flag up. Said, guys, I'm done. Uh, if I, I was afraid that if I know better, my luck had been, I'd put that spare motor in, I'd tear it up. I'd have to fix that to sell that. And, and I, I think now woke up the next morning and, and I was kind mad at myself and said, Trav, you had it. You were so close. I mean, uh, I think we could have really went out there and had a shot, but uh, you know what? Um, I, I do go to win. I go to win the championship every time we go to pull, but I would think that's probably number two and three for me pulling. The number one reason I love pulling is just the family, the fans and the the people that we know and just to, to have a good time. Um So um we all want to win, but but I'll congratulate anybody else that beats me. And then Blaygrave boys are tough out of Texas, Jody Ross and Colin. I mean, they have, we've all stepped up our game and we're pushing each other go clear up there. As and you never know where he's coming from. You know, he, he's just kind of right. sneaking around in the back. He'll come back, slap you on the back as he passes you once in a while. And you know, and the, the lock and load guys, you know, they they won them two championships right in a row. Uh, what that's amazing uh, in the level of competition we were at. Um, you know, they got a little help that, that one year. Uh, the great Boy flew up down Jeff City. Um, you know, different things like that. But we all need a little help to win the championship. Dude. There's definitely no doubt about, yep. doubt about that, but we, we enjoy it. I love it. And, um, you know, enjoy it. And if you, as soon as it's, I, I don't want it to be a second job. I want it to be a hobby that I can enjoy to go do. And and so far it has been.
0: Yep. Um, Allison, your wife is a, is a doll and she makes it, she makes it so fun. What she does for like you two compliment each other so well. I mean, I, I sit back and, you know, I got to spend some time with you guys at Rockwell a couple of summers ago and uh, different things like that. The the amount of energy and fun that she brings to your whole team and the excitement. Oh my God, that year at Cloverdale, when you won (laughs) Saturday night, I was down there on the track next to her. You would have thought, I mean, that was just awesome. What does, uh, what's it like having a wife like that? Well, it's
1: awesome. But (laughs) boy, you know, sometimes I got my hands full too. You know, she's ready to go. There's times, you know, she's like, Hey, we, we need to get going to the pole. I said, well, you know, the, we probably should load the tractor with us and take it with us if we're going. Because I don't care about that. I've got my cooler <laughs> loaded and I've got my stuff and I'm ready to go see my friends, the three blind mice. So, uh, um, yep. yeah. So, uh, but she is, I mean, um, you know, and, and in the summer, you know, people say, how do you do that? Or why do you do it? You know, and one good ride down the track that, that 12 second ride that is just amazing. Um, you know, it, it's just awesome. That will erase the five nights of work until 10 to 11 midnight every night to put this thing, tear it apart and put it back together, you know, and then drive eight, 10 hours to that pole and and get there and pull. And, but then we, we have a good time afterwards and enjoy ourselves and go. And, yeah, it's awesome. My wife supports me. And if she didn't support you, you, you know, I can see why, you know, you couldn't do it. Um, it would be hard without that. Right. That support for me anyway. Um, you know, but she loves it. She's got her girls she hangs around with, knows everybody. And I mean, she's even got as far as she was telling me the other day, it sounds like we got a uh what are the what would we call that up at Rockwell next year? Um I don't know if it's really a competition or like a uh mid mid concert. They're gonna do a concert in the middle of the tractor pull. It's kinda like yeah. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: I think uh, getting it all lined up, but her and Harold Phipps are going to be doing the YMCA uh, oh, out
0: oh, there in yeah. the middle.
1: So I don't know if we'll have to have like a, you know, time to shut her down, let everybody go get their beers or anything like that. There's a word for that. I can't think of it. But uh, yeah, it sounds like her and their and um, the announcer there, Charles, is they're getting everything figured out that we're they're going to do some YMCA action out there on the track. So. That'll be interesting. I, I don't know if Harold's really signed up or not yet, but I'm pretty sure.
0: I don't think Harold, I don't no, think Harold no, has he has choice. no
1: choice and he will be gilded into it and, uh, he yep. will have no choice on that one. So, yeah.
0: Yep. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Back to your tractor. Um, everybody loves a paint job whenever we post a picture of it up there and I got some photographers that, you know, take great, your tractor is beautiful. And, uh, Got some guys that got some good photos of it, Ryan and Clayton and the boys. Um, it was it was that you know, your polished aluminum for the longest time, and all of a sudden it showed up and boom. Tell us tell us the theme. I mean, I it's got the firefighter on there and all that stuff on the back, but tell us the whole theme of it. You now, where was that painted at? Because that thing is just painted I, I had a
1: good friend of mine that actually uh did does a lot of hot rod work. And uh, he was the one doing some uh, aluminum TIG welding, and he helped me with my hoods and designs and, and TIG weld some stuff for me. And uh, the the nose, all that sheet metal is binder light sheet metal. And um, I wanted something different on the nose piece, so I actually took the nose or took him a picture of it over to Scott uh, Scott Wharton. From, he had the H&W Speed Shop. And he's an amazing aluminum TIG welder. And I said, so where this is smooth is where the headlights are supposed to be. And I want to cut that out. I want to recess that back in there and then make it look like the headlights are recessed, not just flat smoothed on there. And he said, why are you doing, this is going to cost you a fortune and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And why are you doing this? I said, well, cause I want it to look different. I want it to look like a headlight look in there. You know, like there's a headlights in it, fat kind of factory looking and, he goes, I'll just, I got a guy that'll paint them. I said, we ain't just painting headlights on this thing. Now it'll look like that thing's 3D. I'm like, whatever. He said, no, nope, I'll get him hooked up with you. So uh, he called him up, said, yep, we're gonna meet out here in a week or whatever. And uh, actually, my tractor was over there. He was uh, doing some fit and finishing on my hoods and stuff like that. And Scott Takes from uh, Underground Art Studios. If you ever get a chance, look up Underground Art Studios on Facebook. And uh, paints a lot of motorcycles. Oh, he paints anything anyway, custom. But uh, the guy is amazing. And he come over and he went, what, is it, under-
0: what is it? Underground Art,
1: underground art Studios. you got to see the Rapids Island. Okay. And uh, he come Shit. over and met me there at H&W Speed Shop. And uh, of course, telling Allison about it, she's like, well, I'm going because I'm I'm taking care of the paint colors and stuff on this tractor. Oh, okay. Didn't know she had so much pull, but she does. And, uh, she said, I want this tractor to be a lot of silver because everybody knows it as being silver. You know, We got, we got compliments about, Hey, it's so cool. You just left it silver and come out and pull it and whatever. So so when we started, it was going to be, there was going to have to be a lot of silver in it, maybe some red, but a lot of silver. And, uh, so we went, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, we're looking at this thing. And of course I wanted the fireman scene on the, on the tractor. Uh, originally I was wanted to call this thing gone, but never forgotten in memory of the nine eleven firemen firemen's and, and personnel that lost their life there. And I was like, no, just, just do the theme, you know, on the back. I thought, you know what, I can do that. But so me and him, I said, this is my back. I want the twin towers. I want the firemen. I want everything. We want to do that in memory of nine eleven for all the firemen. And first responders, so we kind of got that part. And he's walking around it and walking around. And he's like, I don't know. I let me draw something up or whatever. He's like, I just don't feel silver. I don't feel silver. And um, Allison, of course, she's not happy. She like this has got to have silver in it. We went through this, whatever. And he talked a little bit longer. Scott did a good job. And finally, at about the exact same time, me and Allison looked both of the I looked at her. She looked at me, and she goes, I think we just let him paint it whatever color he wants. And I'm like, so you? he has just sold you, you know, and congratulations to Scott to win her over that way. And um, so it was, I mean, that was probably October, and we're going to Cloverdale in January. And so I said, actually, October, November, we were done – getting it. It was coming back to the shop, probably getting ready to put the new motor in it, whatever, however. And, um, you know, that was actually, I forgot, we broke the frame on that thing up in Toma, Wisconsin one year. And that was the year we broke the frame, got that put back together. So that was when we redid all the sheet metal. Then that's why that was over there. So we did the paint and I mean, it got to be November first December and I hadn't heard nothing from Scott. I'm like, Scott, what do you got? You got some drawings, some ideas. I'll have you something in a couple of days. Okay. So he sends over three emails. He takes some pictures of it. They can do the kind of the coloring and everything on there. He sends them to me and I'm like, Scott, he calls me up. Did you get that email? I said, yes. Do you like any of them? I said, I'm just going to be point honest with you. No, it was perfect. I hated every one of them that I sent you. <laughs> he said, but I, I just had to get you something. I said, okay. He said, I got something else in mind. I said, okay. So he finally did this, this design that he's got. He sent it, and it did not look this good on paper. But we went over and visited with him. He's you know, he could change some models on his computer and kind of change some stuff and whatever. And he's like, Bring it to me. I'm like, okay, here we go. And uh I built like a wood cradle system that would hold all the hoods the side shields and everything in place where they were and uh his shop wasn't being big enough to put the tractor in uh, i mean i kind of always chuckled where his shop was. as he painted he had like a big walking cooler that he painted inside of a walking cooler so we took it in mocked it up did all this. the guy he had another guy do all his body work and got all that done and it really turned out awesome had it all set up and i'm i was i was amazed when it came out i couldn't be any happier with it so uh something totally different that nobody else had and uh, it's just amazing. Well,
0: that's beautiful. Beautiful beautiful every time. Every time we post a picture somebody just one of the guys posts a picture and they
1: <laughs> first comment was love yeah. the tractor yeah. love the paint job and Yeah, Yep, it's got someone cool. that pioneered engineered my raised my center section of my hood raises up and down. I, a lot of people see me do that I always now uh, they always probably wonder why does he do that? I do that to let the heat out of the motor. There's so much heat to come you know in there. And I'll tell you where I learned that. I learned that from Esden Lane and Steve Burge in in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, cause you always seen him. Esden would jump off his tractor and get two or three Zeus fasteners out and he'd jerk that thing off there, let all that heat out of the motor, especially if you were going into a pull off, you know. Let that thing breathe. And uh so I'm like, why can't we make this electric? And Scott's like, oh, Are you crazy? Well, that was one thing that he finished up for me, you know. And, made all that electric and and that really that turned out pretty good so i can come up with some wild ideas Some somehow i don't know how to how to do them and fix them but i can come up with some wild idea once in a while so <laughs> love it love it love it
0: love
1: it so what'd you did you yep.
0: get out much in 2020
1: we, we, uh, we got the tractor actually all running all of a sudden it was july 4th and sigurney was having their poll and actually uh that's well whatever day that was and, and uh I was monkeying around and getting some stuff ready on the tractor and getting ready. We were gonna go out to um Rock Valley, Iowa, pulling the outlaw pole with the outlaws. Uh so we didn't have no pulling. And yeah. I called Healy that day about uh ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and I said, Healy, you're going to Sigerney? Yeah, I was gonna drive down, and leave about three o'clock. I said, Well, you come down and give me a hand, put a couple sight shields on and roll the tractor in, we'll just take the tractor down will make an exhibition hook. So kinda wanted to you know, twenty twenty was and I think I think everybody would be able to say 2020 was an on-track dyno service or testing and tuning for a lot of us grand national guys. And so went down to Sigourney, just, uh, I hadn't drove the tractor for, you know, six months. Um, cause we didn't go. Yeah. No, we didn't go to Cloverdale or Louisville last year. Um, we had such a bad year. We blew all them turbos up and, uh, they kind of, you know, they combined the diesel and alcohol class. And I was kind of against that and, and I didn't have a good year. I, I sent in the Mike and in the in the Louisville crew and said, guys, uh, I, if you need tractors because you don't have enough tractors to make a good quality class, call me. I'll be more than happy to come. But there's better tractors that have better years out there than me. We we blew too much stuff up, you know. And uh, you know, we didn't get it run until last, the last three, four runs that were it would stay together. And I just was frustrated with myself. I needed a break. And well, well, so we skipped Cloverdale, Louisville. So, you know, it had been six, eight months since I drove. So we went down to Sigourney. Made a good pass. Everything worked good. Computer, well, a little flub up with the computer, but uh, that was operator error. And uh, then we turned around and uh, went out to Rock Valley, Iowa. What a great organization. Them outlaw guys uh, can't say enough great things about them. Uh, met Kent Payne. You know, Kent and Sandy became very good friends with them guys. And uh, they were like, you want to go pulling. We, where are we going? Where are we going? You know." And we said, well, we're going to go out to Rock Valley. They said, we'll come out um we'll stop by your house on the way out we'll take off the next day sounds great you know so getting sandy come out a day early and we you know did some things around here got everything ready we took off went up to rock valley and uh them guys were great to us i i can't say enough they stopped over do you guys need anything you know here's where the there's restaurants uptown run your rig uptown you know whatever you guys need and uh they were great you know we we parked out there and you know, we were content. We had everything we need that we went up, put a guy, I think we, well, I know we did. We put on a good show for the fans. Um, and, uh, we ended up, I ended up winning both nights there that night, uh, actually and Colin Ross come out, uh, from Pennsylvania, you know, so the, the, the outlaw crew that typically doesn't get to see us. NTPA tractors got to th- see three very good NTPA tractors out there. Colin, unfortunately had some bad luck there Friday night, uh, with his injection pump there. And, and then uh, Saturday night, you know, we just we were a little different in the class. There was a mud hole out there, and and we just hit it right. That was pure luck. Um, Colin he got the hopping and whatever. So, uh, but uh, we we had a good night. We had a good run there. Kent ended up second place both nights, and uh, from what I remember. So so we left there. Uh, we were trying some stuff. I'm not even gonna say we weren't. We were trying. We had some ideas. Um, on some motor stuff that we were going to try, and, and it did not work. So we come home after Rockville, Rock Valley and uh, pulled the motor down and got some new pistons and sleeves and everything in it and changed some settings again because that that system wasn't going to work and went to Rockwell, Iowa. And then, of course, Friday night was uh, – who would nobody – would forget Steve Burge's monster pass out there at Portville. Foot. Uh, oh, that, and, you know 100%. them guys they'd been struggling and, and they needed that and uh that was a monster run kudos to them I, I keep telling him that I let out of it but I probably let out it, like when I was just about done and, and I I'd have never called him on that <laughs> deal but you know congratulations. and then you know I was still I kind of you know we were grumbling around it was just me and Steve and the pull-off and uh you know, Steve's like, "What do you think?" You know, we're let's just let's just not. We'll just split the top money. And, and then pulling ain't about money for us. And yeah, we like to win. We like to have the money, but it wasn't. You know, and I, I next thing I know, come down through there, and uh, Roger Peterson, you know, wow, he laid one out there, and he's out there with us. And uh, I, don't, me and Steve had already decided we were just gonna, you know, we weren't gonna pull it off. And and I went up to Roger, and and I said, Roger, if you want to pull off, I'll, I'll I'll put water and fuel in. And Roger said, I don't want to pull off. I'm good to go. And next tractor down to Matt Goodwin and he comes out and blows it out of there. And Matt says, I'm not pulling off. And so we just all agreed, you know what, take the top four. And I remember grabbing the microphone and telling the fans fans, we want to come back and put a show on for you guys tomorrow night. And uh, I'm afraid that if us four go out, a couple of us might not make it back. And uh, so let's just, let's check our stuff over and then we'll be back. And we I felt we did that. We went out Saturday night, put a heck of a show on. I had a good run there Saturday night. And, uh, we ended up, we, we made two nice passes Saturday night and we won that, you know, so I had a good year we can't complain. Um, you know, everything went really good and we learned a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. And a few things. It Sounds like it (laughs) might've been good therapy
0: for you too. Like, you know what I mean? Yep, yeah, yeah, have yeah,
1: no, season. and we Maybe have, kind of you know, and it's to... been good, and, uh, you know, after, you know, there's times, and sometimes I got to get busy at work, and it's like I got to go take care of some work, and we've had some other things going around, so it's all been really good. Us in the Midwest, I mean, I don't want to say good or bad. It's too bad that everybody that's lost their lives or knows somebody that's lost somebody to COVID, but uh, I think when you get out here in the Midwest, it's uh, not quite as catastrophic as what it is out there on the East and West Coast, you know. Uh, our population isn't quite as thick, and, and that's where it's great to be in the farming community that we're in.
0: Yep, don't disagree with that statement at all. What's 2021 looking like, Trev? First of all, what did, did they do something to your class? Did they, is it yep. a different, did, what's changed? Yep. I feel like nope. I heard So something. what they did, you like, know, two, three years ago,
1: there was it. a big conversation about they were going to put uh, turbo limits on our diesel Supers. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, that was one reason I left the super farm class, because I didn't want a class with rules. Um, So when I came up, so when I, we started building, put our stuff together. So we were running a three turbocharger setup, which is two pressure stages. The rule. Yep.
0: So for the common fan. I know what a pressure stage is, and I know you do. But can you explain well, what it there to is? If there's Listen what we to call this, top no chargers.
1: Idea. now, them are the chargers that are hooked to the air cleaner. They take the air out of the air, you know, the atmospheric air, and then two chargers T or Y together, and they force air into what we call a bottom charger. So that's a two chargers in the one charger. The bottom charger then takes that boost pressure. So on an average, we'll just say that's a hundred pounds of boost pressure in that pipe. So them top chargers together, the two of them will throw enough volume of air to build 100 pounds of boost pressure into that top pipe. That bottom charger then will take that 100 pounds of boost pressure and compound it to 300 pounds of boost pressure going into the engine. So when we're talking compounding a boost, that's what it is, and it's a two-pressure stage. You have your low pressure and your high pressure. And then of course, as the exhaust comes out of the exhaust manifold, out of the head into the exhaust manifold, it spins the top charger. And then the exhaust comes out of the, hang on, sorry, I said that wrong. It spins the bottom charger. And as the exhaust comes out of the bottom charger, it wires off and then it goes up and spins the top two chargers. That is why, for the average fan that is listening to this, you'll notice that it, you know, we can't just take the throttle and bend it over. We've got to go very slow and smooth because that air's got to make a full circle in there to get everything so it spins together in the same same motion. We got to let the air get through the motor to come back all the way around. there. So that is what we call a two pressure stage. Now, when they go to three pressure stages or a four charger system, that is where you will go from two chargers on the front. Just they're both the same. Then it'll blow into what they call a middle charger out of the middle charger into the bottom charger. The bottom charger blows it into the motor. So they might only build 50 pounds of boost in their first stage. 100 pounds of boost or 120 pounds of boost in their second stage, and then 300 pounds of boost in the final stage. So some people ask me, what is the difference? I mean, horsepower does the four make more than the three? No, um, I think they're very similar. You know, I would say within 100 or 200. There's there's no huge advantage having four turbochargers over three turbochargers. There's a lot of pride. Um, I'm pretty confident that. Uh, Blaygrave boys and Steve Burge will die and Esden Lane will will die with four chargers. They will never, ever, ever, ever in their life, you will see them go to a three charger setup. Um, Similar. You will probably see Jody Ross and me and campaign never go to a four charger setup. So uh, it's, and it comes down to the longevity. So them older guys, you know, that they were, they, they never used to be able to keep a three charger set up because the bottom charger just got destroyed all the time. So that's why years ago they added that extra charger in there to take some of the load off of that bottom charger. So, uh, but the whole rule deal came is how many pressure stages you have. So if you only had two pressure stages, you could actually be 640 cubic inch. If you had three pressure stages, you could only be 540 cubic inch. Cube, yep, that was the original cube. So then two, three years ago, they came at us, and that's where they wanted to put turbo limits in. They wanted to put restrictor plates in. And a lot of us were fighting that because then it becomes, everybody goes to the exact same biggest charger. Then it's a big Dynometer game. Everybody goes to Dyno, and then every year you're changing new chargers because this one gained a little and this one gained a little. And it took a lot of the creativity out of it, in my opinion. So what we did as a group, you know, you're all, every class has your class representatives. We went a year and a half, two years ago to the interlay meeting and went in and said, all right, you guys want rules for our class because you, you know, it's, and we were struggling a little bit for tractors. We really were. I'm not going to say we weren't, but we went in and said, all right, if you want to rule limit, let's make it 540 cubic inch straight across the board. Let's, because there was some guys that were trying to make a 600 cubic inch two pressure stage work. Most of all your nobody was over 540 except the John Deere's. The John Deere's, them big blocks, they could get the big cubic inch, but they were struggling keeping them together. And I, I shouldn't say just John Deers. I think at one time years ago Hans Boxler was a 640, but we've all seen Hans leave the crankshaft on the track. Okay. Yep. So. I, and I think that was yep, you know touched. that was the weakest link, and I remember asking Jeff out at Hyper, I said, uh, you know, why don't we go six hundred right when I first bought my first motor at five forty I said she said, well, we can go five forty I said, well, the rule's six forty, why don't we start at six hundred? He said, I can't keep it together. we've tried, we've tried, we tried, we can't keep you know we're not going to be able I'll do whatever you want, but we won't be able to keep it together. Well, thank you for that because I struggled on the five forty keeping it together, you know, so but um so that's really the main rule change that came out is that we just all agreed that that um, we're just going to stay 540 take it and that's the cubic inch limit and quit going quit trying to go any further because once one guy figures out how to get 600 to hold together then everybody's going to chase him. And um you know that's then it's you know then it that part of it's expensive because there's a steep learning curve there. So Yeah,
0: absolutely absolutely so okay so um and you don't have to get into this too much if you don't want but where are we at with all the alcohol diesel combination stuff like what are you hearing so
1: with, i think ntpa anybody that looks follow the ntpa a little bit you notice that they now have allowed the v8s back in in the heavy alcohol class yep yep they have now switched that back open and okay, then the that the v8s are back in they've okay. they've opened that class back up and that so is that correct. would that yep. would let Blackburn. Um, I think there was some and discussion, and don't quote me on this. There was some, okay. some a few of them yeah. might have electronic fuel injection um, or UFI. I don't think the NTPA allowed that that okay. I could be wrong on that. But essentially that's what it is. And 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 I know and all you know, there's pros and cons. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And you know, I was dead set against the alcohol um deal. With, and then kudos to Jody, Colin, you know, campaigns run against him before once up PPL and run very competitive. Uh, you know, we've all Steve Burge did it one night as an exhibition dealer, or you know, just to try something out down Bowling Green. He had trouble and he he run very competitive. Um, we've all had that run that where we can run very competitive. The issue that I was struggling with running against the alcohol tractors is. Um, the last couple of years and, and kudos to Earl Wells and the glott team, man, them things are fine pieces of machinery and they are fine. Too. And, but uh, you know, we were, we, we, I felt that as a class we threw everything we had out to compete with them guys. And we didn't have no more. And I felt that they had a wastegate and some timing left that they could do whatever they want. They were on, they were on idle speed or cruise. They were set on cruise. And we were set on maxed out wide open. And, um, you know, we I don't still know that we got much more room to go. You know, I'm sure there is. There's more coming. There's more we keep gaining. We gain in, But so do they. You know, as we gain better turbochargers, so do they. Um, and everybody knows on yeah. an alcohol tractor, they can get the fuel to them. It's just the air is where their shortage is. So, um, so I don't think you're going to see, I think it's just going to, they're going to keep the alcohol class separate. Um, the diesels are going to be separate. And I, and you know, Jason, and then anybody's out there, listen, I wasn't, I, I tell people, you know, in the beginning, I wasn't there for the divorce. You know, 15 years ago, I wasn't part of that divorce, uh, when they split the first time. And there is some diesel guys that still have, hey. That that were on that, and they still remember that, and they remember it very fondly. And some feelings, you know, they're like, no, we're we're not going back to the alcohol now. You know, Louisville, I'm not. Kudos to them guys. They're down there to take put the best show they possibly can on in three days, and what they were doing, and and they were struggling getting two good classes of super stocks down there, diesel and alcohol. They really. were. And so, and I, I told Mike Witt that them guys, you know, this year I happened to run into him. We were talking, I said, I'm, you know, I'll square up. I kind of didn't want to come last year. You guys had plenty of tractors and I wanted to see how it shook out. I really wanted to just sit back and watch it and I got to give the poll committee their due down there. What a show. Just take 12 of them guys and put three diesels and three alcohols in the final, very competitive uh, I'm not so sure if the Blade Gray boys wouldn't have had some issues there that they wouldn't have won. I mean, what a show. What an awesome show they put on for their fans. and uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the, the,
0: it was the most talked about class, Travis, by far. And, that's what, and, and we all know, I mean, Louisville, and kudos to you for being, you know, a top contender on the diesel side, but being humble enough to say, yeah. you know what, it's probably, you know, and yeah. Louisville is probably the best yeah. thing for the fans.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's not kudos like kudos it's a points championship where you're going every year. You just do. go out, and throw out your line, everything you got on the line of one one hook, and you go, or one two hooks, and you go. You know, so, um, and then I think that's what makes Louisville different than running NTPA points or PPL points, um, because points, you know, you're going through all year long. Like I said earlier, you got to do that. But now, I uh, congratulate. I mean, Louisville did, and then I told Mike, I said, you know, so I threw my app in this year. I have no idea. If we'll get into Louisville this year, um, you know, that's, and then I don't think they've even released it. I, you know, now I've seen that where they've pushed the, the dates back and there's a lot of grumbling about that for the simple reason it's Easter weekend, it's down south, fa- southern farmers are planting corn. Um, you know, so that's going to be, that's a challenge for them guys. But in no way would I want any part of running that show. I have the utmost respect for Mike Witt and his guys down there. Um, there's a lot of behind the <laughs> scenes stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> that us average pullers and average fans have no clue of, um, just like anything. So, yeah, you know, so, but uh, we'll see how, and, you know, we did run better. We Everybody run better down there than what I thought, but that's also like a, a lot of us have reminded, you know, that's a 250-foot track. You give them alcohol guys that much more, you put them on a 350-foot track, man, they got another 100-foot of wheel speed that we, we got to overcome. So uh, but um you know we've talked and a lot of the sleds were the same, but I I don't know. I I cross my fingers that the NTPA super stock guys, the you know, alcohol guys can get some more tractors to come come on and put on a good show for the NTPA fans and, and all of our pulling fans will be happy then. Yeah. There, well I mean last year Jesus we were supposed, supposed to get the guys run, out of Maryland. Um my mom just run lost their name, John Deere's. Um, Jim Rand was one of them. He had that white pawn. He was getting a, a new one built. And um oh I can't think of the two guys. No what? Is a father is and it, a son working an excavation business out there. And if I their name jumps in my head, but they run with us here a year ago and uh kind of where they wanted to get on the Grand National Circuit, and so they just came okay. out with their their tractors, they were just what they had run region back home. They were working on getting some new ones, getting some new motors um, put together and they were slowly getting that done. And um, they just, they, well, we're going to go to all the polls and figure out where they're at, whatever. Great guys. Um, So they come out and run. So there's a, I think there's a chance. Maybe we'll get one or two out of them, three guys. Um, But uh, I don't know. I I remember years ago, Steve Blake was asking me, you know, we were talking, our numbers were down and he says, uh, you know, what's it going to take to get another young guy like you to build a diesel super? And I said, I don't think there's nobody else that dumb in the United States of America. So, but, uh, you know, I, I say that, but I would never <laughs> give it up. I, I really enjoy it. I, there's times I say, man, if somebody offered me the right amount of money, I'd sell it, but I don't know. So I'd probably miss my wife cause I'm sure she goes with it or she's going to leave me for the tractor. So one or the other, you know how that goes. So but, uh, there you go. That's it. The olden boys. Yeah. Yep. I do. Yep. Darren and Drew Olden. Yep. So, um, you know, um, but yeah, I Prim think tonight. them guys were trying Prim to tonight. get something together. They were, you know, that, um, you know, I I don't know if, and I don't want to speak. So John Raymond's is listening. I don't want to speak for John. I think when I last talked to John is his kids were getting to that age, you know, where they were getting into more ball and sports and whatever. And, and kudos <laughs> to that. You know, I, uh, I remember when my kids were, if my, I, there was no way I could do this. You know what, what I do, my kids were kind of growing up and, leaving me and, and, um, you know, we'll have our hands full. I got two granddaughters right now and, uh, the grandkids are way better than kids any day of the week. And, uh, so I'm sure that there will be a time here in the period of, in the next few, you know, five, 10 years that I'll have grandkids in sports. that will put a little cramp on my lifestyle there too, but, uh, you know, they're worth it. But I think that's where John's at a little bit is his kids were getting to that high school age and whatever, and involved in a lot of sports and he just didn't have time to keep everything going, you know, and, uh, he said, you know, I'll, I'll just back out of here and take a little bit of time off and and rebuild a little bit. So good for John.
0: Uh, last question I have for you tonight. Bone twister, obviously the bone theme, but where did, where did the twister, well, where did, how did it go from Mr. Well, Mr. Bone actually, to Mr. Bone you know, to the bone funny twister? You say that. So Kevin smoke. Hustlebus, was
1: his dad, uh, Calvin Hustlebus, he's uh, from Dow City, Iowa. He was, a long, he was the one that's, we still blame Calvin for all of this. He was the one that uh, got Kevin in the going, and then when Kevin moved from Western Iowa back to uh, <laughs> Eastern Iowa, you know, he brought his tractor and got it going, and and that was the old original Mister Bone. You know, that was before roll cages. Well, back home, uh Calvin had a little 666 tractor, and he called that Mister Twister. And they had Mister Bone and Mister Twister. So, I kind of. We always, I always like oh, yeah. the theme and I'm not so sure that Kevin didn't come up with it. He so he said, you know, we should have boneyard pulling, uh, boneyard pulling. He said, you know, don't have the, the cemetery seam or whatever like that, you know, theme on there. And that's kind of the front of my fuel tank cover is my cemetery theme down there on that. And so that we kind of got the boneyard pulling and, and, uh, so then we got bone, Mr. Bone and bone twister and Mr. Twister. And I just thought, us it's it bone twister, you know, something different and different all the way through there. So that's kind of stuck now. And I guess you can't change it now. So we're good to go on that.
0: I love it. Um, one life, one last question. I was thinking of, I I was talking here, by the way, I shared your guys's, uh, he just did a D 21, the equalizer. That is a, I think it's just called a super stock Jason. And it
1: is out of. Yes. And it is over Well, oh, it's a classic uh, super Funny obvious, like, you say Ohio, that, because I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure maybe it was late at night. So I heard, oh, it was been during the day. Guy walked up to me at the tractor, and he said, "Uh, I got a side shield for you. I said, okay, don't know nothing about it. And he's like, yeah, I talked to your painter, because your your tractor is so awesome. I've seen it. You know, I, I want your painter to paint my tractor. So he said, but could you take it back to Cedar Rapids, Iowa for me? how big is this side shield? I, I got my semi trailer. Shoot. I said, yep, we'll walk out there, put up my trailer. And then he gave me a side shield. I had no clue who this guy was. Called my painter. When he got back, I got back, I said, Hey, I got a, some side shields. So, yeah. This guy dropped it off. For us. I don't, I don't know about this thing. And, uh, I shoot. It. it was a year later, year and a half later. I brought all of a sudden these pictures showed up, uh, from underground art studios. And I was like, that's the guy's side shield and that tractor is beautiful i have not seen it up close and in person but the paint job is gorgeous on that thing and uh, i chuckled so i messaged the guy and i said i didn't realize i was the one that brought your your side shield back and he he did say yeah he said appreciate doing that but they ended up bringing all the sheet metal out to it but that's one thing so you still there that's one thing uh, Scott takes our underground art studios. He painted my tractor when he yep. got done with mine, he did uh, bill fig bombs, the instigator. And he also did that one of Jason by storm by. And then, then that, now that's that yep. fourth one of that equalizer done. And and that thing is, I, I love to yep. hope I get out there sometime. I can run into him and uh, see that thing in person. Cause it sure looks beautiful on there. And it, Yeah, it,
0: they have a, they have a classic super class it's ohio indiana i've seen it at gordyville trav and um it's a certain year the tractor and they have 20.8s on them but they're you know it's like an altered farm hot farm yep. kind of hybrid i don't know yep. the exact rules on it but yeah, I and it's always it fun you know you guys jason were the or diehard right orange guys a, and whatever and that's
1: class. what you know as i get older you know a little bit of that that's where the, it's so cool to have that colors in our class you know it's
0: Yep. Are you still there? Trav. Trav I'm wasn't. back.
1: Trap, I don't Trap. know what that was. So huh.
0: yeah. I wonder what happened. There he is. Trav. Okay. That's okay. No, I uh, dad and I tried <laughs> diesel superstock for one summer and after I think thirty turbos or yeah, 30 no, pistons it, it and 18 isn't
1: different you know turbos. it's just enough, tough enough. to keep all that going together <laughs> and I've learned still so much. Uh,
0: and we weren't even we weren't even yeah. we weren't even trying to it run really, at your guys it it takes like all
1: kinds of progress. good things uh, and, and hypermax has been tractor, great to me whatever. uh you know we profab learned. transmissions and profab has been awesome we've got been really great friends with them and you know and i, I told them guys this, just be square up with me don't sugarcoat it and a few of them guys would come over and say oh you know this is what you're on jr freeze a red ink tractor down here and we, you know, good friends with him. He's right. 15 miles away. And he'd say, Trav, you, you got to fix your clutch. You got to fix this, you know, and I'd be stubborn and bullheaded. And finally I'd get new, new this fixed. And, uh, Mark course been doing my tires from day one and I can't say enough great things about them. It's an amazing. Set of tires. But, and I'll tell you one other thing, Jason, you know, that for all the people out there that are listening and you think about, God, what, what could I do to make something better? What, what can I make better? And I, one of the best investments, um, I made the leap, uh, and bought a Corsa data logger system from Cody McKinley. And, um, Kent Payne was the one that showed me his, he, and I was struggling with my data. I had a good data logger. Um, I just, I was struggling with it. I, and, and, and I could have done the same thing with that one, I guess, but I had the opportunity to sell it and start over. And, and I got to meet Cody. Uh, he comes to the tractor pulls. he, Dives right in and and I went wholeheartedly with Cody and put a new data system on and that has helped me tremendously in the last two years. Um, I I really feel in the last, I've had that tractor eight years and I would say three years ago when I went to the line, I I had no clue if we were going to get off the line. We went through that one summer where it was just cross your fingers. If I could get that thing to light. And finally we got some data on there, you know, and it wasn't my old systems problem just I added a bunch more sensors so I could tell what was going on and once I found out what was going on that my water my second stage water was coming on a little bit too quick or I had to learn how to drive through it but I could see the data on a computer screen that told me what was going on but otherwise everything happened so fast so you know I want to thanks Cody there with course the data there that uh it's that was huge huge yeah. improvement there and You know, So he's been making some huge, he's got some neat devices out there right now. He's measuring torque on tractors. He's measuring fuel flow. Um, I mean, he's, he's got it down to where, you know, a couple of them, them aren't on mine, but he does have them out there and, and they are, it has got some amazing stuff. It's he's, he's really, he's really into it and then adding technology to it every day.
0: Yeah. He, uh, uh, and that's it's a perfect segue because i'm putting a course on the remedy this winter and uh, i've been talking to him and he's been talking to tony who who builds my tractor for him i put a new motor together yeah. and he's like tony's like holy cow yeah, that whole, you know, that you know, and
1: that then i'll give some of these know, people an you know, example that whole fuel flow thing that he built so, uh, and, you know he's put that on kent Payne's tractor there and then me and kent got to know each other really well here about two years ago i always knew kent and sandy great people ruby the dog takes care of everything there you know and and, trophy, uh, but I got to know Kent and Sandy and whatever. And, uh, I remember a couple yep. of years ago, you know, I'm the only guy out there. I've run a set of, uh, Polar 2000s on my tractor from day one. Um, you know, and of course the Firestone 10 plies are the only way to go. And, uh, I've been up there and been competitive with them with my Polar 2000s. And, you know, a lot of guys are just shaking their head. Like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? Well, I never owned a set of 10 plies, so I didn't know how good they were but I've never bought them either. So I just stuck with what I had. And uh, Kent came to me a couple of years ago, right at the beginning of the season. He said, well, I'm going to run my Polar 2000s because you're running them. You're making them work. So I'm going to figure these out. So I'm coming after you. And uh, I said, well, just come over and I'll just, I'll help you. You know, I'll tell you, I'll give you my advice. I said, I don't know whether it's good advice or bad advice. You know, I said, you want to know what we got for air? You know what we're doing? We'll just share because if both of us run really good, we put a better show on for the crowd, the fans to see it. And that's what I, you know, that's what we want to do. And and so, Kent, you know, we worked on that. And yep. then that's where Kent returned the favor. And he said, Trav, you need to look at Cody's computer system. You really do. And showed me his, showed me what it would do, and it was just amazing. And then Kent was having trouble here about two years ago with his 250-foot. I mean, I, I'm talking to him. I said, Kent, what, oh. I said, what gear are you in? I mean, you're not going down the interstate. We yeah, it would sneeze the wild, you know, all the time. <laughs> He's like, I'm in the same gear you are. I something's wrong. Well, come to find out, well, they finally got that fuel flow system on uh, that. I mean, it'll tell you how many cc's of fuel you're burning. And uh, Cody engineered that, designed it, got it up, got it working. And, you know, him and Kent tested her out, put it on there, found out that the injection pump was laying over about 250 foot and uh, never knew it. You know, never knew it. Couldn't couldn't simulate it on the pump stand, couldn't do this, couldn't do that, but with what it, the yeah. proof was there. So that's the amazing thing there, the technology that has really helped drive our sport, you know, um, because otherwise, you know, back in the day, you just, well, you went to the next pole and tried something else and tried this, and you, you never knew. And so uh, – Yes, yeah. I mean there is a few guys in our class, some have been to the dyno. I think yeah. Burge has been to the dyno, but then there's uh there's us, as me, as Blake Graves, to the best of my knowledge. None of us have been to the dyno now. Danny Healy's got a dyno right there in the shop that we could put mine on. Uh, I'm a firm believer. If you don't, you know, a dyno is they, they all talk about horsepower numbers. Uh, I'm a firm one when guys come into the shop down there for Danny to dyno, and if we're visiting uh, you know, my motto is down there. You bring your motor with whatever you got on it, and then you bring your bucket of parts with what you want to put on it. And it doesn't matter what horsepower number you get. You tune the motor to the best of the parts that you have available. And, um, you know, it's not, you know, one guy will say, oh, I, got, I got this amount of horse over here. another, I got go. this amount of horse over here. Well, it's two separate dinos. It's two separate situations. We'll prove it on the track, um, you know, and so, uh, but that's where, Cody's got some new stuff out with some torque meters and stuff. Yep. And I don't know that he's actually, even like his fuel flow stuff and whatever, I don't know that he's promoting a lot of that, selling a lot of that right now. I think he's still in the design phase, the trial and error, does this work? And it's, you know, some of his torque meters, he's, I talked to him a little bit about that and he's like, travel, let me keep working on it. It's too radical right now. And, but it's working, you know, and, and uh, it's measuring stuff and it's giving him some good real data. So you know, in campaign, Kent, Kent and Sandy got that thing running really good, uh, and that's kudos to them. They do it's, uh, but yeah, so it's that's just kind of another technology that's took off. Yeah, they do. And um, you know, I don't think it'll replace the dynos, but on our big tractors, it makes a difference because you know we're running 12 seconds down the track, not four seconds on a dyno. Um, so, you know, a lot more heat, a lot more things can happen.
0: Right. Oh. <laughs> yep agreed travis this has been the best hour and 15 minutes of my yep. day so i i i can't thank you enough for this so what i do is i upload this to itunes and spotify so i'll send this to you on facebook if you can share it around for me a little bit i just <laughs> that night that you announced with me a little bit out there in rockwell i got so many compliments on you and then uh about just your knowledge of the sport and when, when i went to pull yep. my tractor and just you have a great speaking voice. I've heard you announce at Marengo, and uh, whenever you can grab a microphone, you should because I think uh, you're a face of you're the face of our sports. Uh, not the face, but no, one of them. And I enjoyed that and out Rockwell. I, Rock. I, well, I didn't get a lot of compliments out of a lot of people. people said know, you know whatever, and I enjoy. I do
1: my local hometown poll here just to announce that we have a good time at that. You know anyway. So, and you know I got to thank Jason. I got to thank you guys and all your beer money polling team guys. I know that's just not you putting all that effort, but. You guys are ones that are keeping our name out there, keeping our sport out there and making it grow. Just like you doing this podcast, you know, every little bit helps, gets more people's interested and, and keep everything going. So thanks to everybody that does that and, and all the fans that come out and visit us, so.
0: Hey, real quick, what do you think – I mean, what do you think you guys are? For yeah, what you're, are, you're I definitely – I, I think
1: like, you're our good, or the good running trackers, and I or, have no clue do you have any what idea? I've never had it on there. But I would say right now you could very easily say – I think one gentleman, the one number I heard one time, he got just over 5,000, but I think a pretty fair number right now would be 4,700 4, to 5,000. It's your top runners. Um, you know, I would say, yeah, yeah, we're all over the 40 – probably 4,500 and up is – uh, your grand national diesel supers are right up into that area. So, and you know, we keep going to go. You know, it's amazing because I can take you right down through that motor program. We we put bigger yeah, air turbos on and uh, we get more air, then we run out of fuel. So we put bigger injection pumps on. Now we got fuel. Now we can put more air on. So it's an air, fuel, fuel, air. It just goes right back and forth. And I think them engine builders do that for a reason. I think they. I think that- I think they take a networking or marketing class. I think that's in the marketing I think class they do. on
0: that. I think they do too. <laughs> so
1: all right. All right, thank you. We'll see ya.
0: No, oh, I love it. Jason here. Just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. I'm trying to do one a day. And um, if any of you have any ideas, please send them my way for promoters, pullers, uh, topics that you'd like me to interview. I would be more than happy to do that for you. I want to thank my sponsors individually for the Beer Money Pulling Team and my tractor, The Remedy. I want to thank Hartz Diesel. They are the official fuel and air of the Beer Money Pulling Team. They're located in Fayette, Missouri, and they make tractors and trucks and race cars go faster and farther. I want to thank Schaefer's Oil. They do an amazing job for us. Corsa Data Acquisition mock one site development. Robert Peters is a mini rock puller out of Georgia and he helps me out with the tractor and as well as our good friends at Tractor Zoom. Also, if any of you want a Beer Money Pulling Team hat, t-shirt, koozie, hoodie, whatever, we got some puzzles right now, head over to beermoneygear.com, place an order. We ship out orders twice a week. And then my real job is uh, mortgages. So if any of you have a friend, family member, coworker, looking for a mortgage or refinance I can handle all of the zero down programs in the states work with credit scores 600 and above I do VAs Uh, I'm a veteran FHA USDA uh, conventional programs I can't do farms I can't do vacant land but if you need help or you just want to bounce ideas awfully please give me a call so thanks again for listening to our polling podcast let's grow polling Hey, Jason here again. I just want to thank you for listening to another episode of let's grow pulling, uh, working hard to try to put up a daily podcast for your listening pleasure and trying to cover the sport from all angles, from garden tractor pulling clubs to the highest level of pulling uh, promoters, sponsors, anybody that helps our sport grow. And, uh, with that nice segue, I want to thank the great sponsors of the beer money pulling team and my tractor, the remedy excited for 2021 with our new title sponsor, uh, extreme performance and tire cutting out of, uh, Rock Valley, Iowa, Taylor Van Beek. He is going to be uh, our official tire and rim. We are running our new Kaiser wheels on there as well. And he's a puller and he's going to help me get the power to the ground. And he can do the same thing from you. Whether you have an antique all the way up to a mod and you're running 30.5. He can find you the tires and he can get them cut and uh, he knows what he's doing. So give him a call at 712-470-1900 or check him out on the Facebook at Extreme Performance and Tire. He also has a website as well. Um, the official air and fuel of the beer money pulling team is Hearts Diesel, out of Fayette, Missouri. They've been with me since day one, and they're awesome. They they stand behind their products, and they care. And uh, they have you know they have a pulling tractor as well. They're getting into drag racing, and all that technology is going to help both uh, the diesel world and the gas world that they're helping with. We all know data drives decisions, whether it's in your daily business or with your hobby, your truck and tractor. Uh, And I'm excited to run a course of data logger on The Remedy. Get a hold of Cody McKinley. Whether you want uh, a Cadillac of a data acquisition or a Chevy Cavalier, he can help you with all of that. So be sure to reach out to him. Another great sponsor, Tractor Zoom. Uh, Big Ryan is a great friend of mine and and helps me with all of our social media, takes pictures. And Tractor Zoom is creating iron comps. At the end of the day, they're going to make sure that you don't overpay for your next used uh, combine tractor Whatever in the farming world. So check them out and then just give them a call anytime as well. Our lubrication specialist, Schaefer's Oils out of St. Louis, Missouri. We've all heard of Schaefer's. They're a big sponsor of the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association as well. And many, many pullers run their products and have for years with very, very uh, successful results. Mach 1 Site Development is also one of our title sponsors out of Georgia. Um, Robert Peters is a mini rod puller and he loves the sport of pulling and he loves the Beer Money Pulling Team and he helps me out a lot and I can't thank Robert enough for his friendship and support. For all of you that do follow the Beer Money Pulling Team and you want a hat or a t-shirt or a hoodie or a koozie or a puzzle or whatever, our website is beermoneygear.com. Go to the website, place your order and we ship out a couple times a week. We'll get that to you. And then last but not least, my real job is mortgages. So if any of you have a friend a family member, a co-worker, or yourself that just has a question about a mortgage or a refinance or credit scores or whatever, I'm able to handle all the different loan programs for VA from veterans. I'm a veteran, FHA, USDA, conventional loans, investment properties. Give me a call, 608-604-5068. And continue to like, comment, share everything you see on social media about the sport of truck and tractor pulling, and let's grow pulling. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening.